the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. You playing them? Glad to have you with us. See, I told you I got this hair trigger, and I'm... uh, now, that actually was not the hair trigger situation. That was a that was a 10 TV website that's talking in the background. Sorry, folks. Uh, I've only been doing this for like uh, two years here and what, 12 years overall. So one of these days I'll get the hang of this radio thing. I promise. Uh, you can it's it. good that I'm on the big it board. Is, it is you good have you're the on small the big board. You have, over, you have overriding uh, capabilities <laughs> over there, yeah. Uh, you can uh, participate in the show uh, by calling 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. You can send me an email anytime, bruce at salemmedia.com, bruce at salemmedia.com. And I appreciate the fact that uh, our audience is growing in western Ohio. That's my home area. reaches up to my hometown, West Liberty, Ohio, Belfount, Urbana, Dayton, all the uh, areas up through Mercer, Miami. Used to work in Troy. Love Troy. Love Tip City. Pick with Sydney. Maria Stein. Coldwater. Shout out all my little towns. I'm a little town guy. Love little towns. And uh, been in Columbus since uh, the late 1980s working professionally. Had a five-year stint in Cleveland. So, uh, I think I get Ohio, and I think I understand uh, Ohio more rurally than uh, than uh, big cities, because while I've lived in uh, Columbus most of that time, Cleveland part of that time, uh, I remain a rural kid at heart. And I think Ohio, as a whole, has rural values, even though we have a fair amount of pretty decent-sized cities. We have Toledo, we have Cleveland, we have Youngstown, we have Akron, Canton, Dayton, Columbus. So... Um, I'm hoping that Ohioans show up and show out in force in the November midterm elections and elect J.D. Vance to the Senate because um, if I had my druthers, we'd get rid of both of our, well, we'd get rid of all Democrats <laughs> representing Ohio, specifically Sherrod Brown, who I met when Sherrod Brown was like like 21. He was the youngest guy, I think, ever to hold public office statewide in the state of Ohio. And he's never had another job since. And uh, Tim Ryan is, uh, you know, idolizes Sherrod Brown. Tim Ryan wants to be uh, the next senator from the state of Ohio. And he has said flat out he'll be a senator like Sherrod Brown. Well, Sherrod Brown is not a moderate and Sherrod Brown is not an independent. Yet in other interviews, Tim Ryan will say, well, I'm not I'm not a moderate. I'm an independent. Well, he's a flat out liar. And I started early on in the show talking about a Tim Ryan tweet today where he says, oh, you know, oh, they're throwing everything at me. The Republicans are throwing everything at me. And I've just I'm taking a risk. I'm taking a risk. But I've decided to spend money we don't have on a campaign to fight against J.D. Vance. Yeah, well, he's a Democrat. So, of course, he's spending money he doesn't have because that's how we got the inflation that we have. Now, you might have heard amid yesterday's tone deaf White House celebration of the Inflation Reduction Act, which won't reduce inflation, you might have heard that, uh uh-oh, there might be a rail strike coming. 
right? Rail strike. Oh, going to shut down rail in the United States. Big deal. Okay. We are not likely to have a rail strike, and here's why. The reason why we are on the precipice of a rail strike is because two months ago, when federal mediators were mediating conversations between the railroad management and the four of the 12 labor unions that have let yet to come to an agreement, just magically one day, the federal mediators got up and left the table. People from the Biden administration who were making progress and getting everything to work and averting a rail strike long in advance of a rail strike, all of a sudden, they just got up from the table and they left. You guys work it out on your own. Now, why would they have done that? Why would they have done that? Well, because if they get up from the table and they walk away, and then we get to the point where radio hosts and news commentators are saying, oh, man, Friday, we might have a rail strike, and that'll shut down the supply lines in the U.S., and that'll be catastrophic. Then what will the Biden administration do? Oh, they'll swoop right back in, and they'll order their union lackeys to do what they uh, have been loath to do in the intervening 60 days. And all of a sudden, in advance of the midterms, oh, look, look, see, we swooped in and we saved the rail strike. So this was always a contrived production. I will be stunned. And here's the thing. There might be a rail strike because for there not to be a rail strike, what? <laughs> would require the Biden administration to know what it's doing. And would this be the first time that the Biden administration has planned on doing one thing a certain way, and it has turned out to be a dumpster fire? Let's see. Oh, I know what we'll do. Let's withdraw from Afghanistan. Hey, let's do it on September the 11th. What a great way to commemorate Islamic terrorists blowing up 3,000 of our citizens to give up in the war and come home with our tail between our legs. What better day? That was their plan. That was their plan to exit Afghanistan on September the 11th. Joe Biden thought, hey, this will be perfect. That way I can remember we got attacked on September 11th and I don't even have to remember another day we withdrew. I just put that on September 11th too. So it's not beyond... Not beyond the realm of this administration's incompetence for them to plan something that they think will be great and it'll end up lousy. How about student loan forgiveness? There's another one. There's another one. How about signing the Inflation Reduction Act? There's another one. Okay, so they're very good. Oh, I could I could I could go on. They have an economy ready to roar back after lockdowns during the pandemic. They have therapeutics, named vaccines, but really therapeutics. All they have to do, all Joe Biden has to do when he takes office, is the one thing that I would say in almost 50 years in the Senate, he was able to do, which was not die. That's all he had to do as president, was not die. Don't touch anything, Joe. Don't propose anything. Everything's ready to come roaring back. The economy, our collective, like, energy post-COVID. But what did he do? Well, he clamped down with vaccine mandates 
and he alienated everybody whose jobs they lost because they wouldn't kowtow to his unconstitutional mandates, mask or vaccine. And then he spent like a drunken sailor and plunged us into a 40-year high of inflation. So, again, hands off, don't touch. Joe Biden sees that and walks over and puts both hands on top of the hot stove and puts a cement block on top of his hands so he can't move them. I mean, this guy is not good at just leaving things alone that are going to be fine without his delicate hand. So I don't rule out the possibility of a rail strike, but we're on the precipice of one because his people got up from the table thinking, oh, we'll just uh, we'll increase the drama here and we'll let everything get down to the nitty gritty and then we'll roar back in at the end and save it and take the victory lap for it. Maybe. Maybe not. UPS now, is considering it too. Well, I, I'm at the point. I'm at the point where... I loathe Joe Biden and his policies so much, and I fear for our country and the direction that we are going culturally and the uh, inroads that are being made on truth and wisdom and virtue via the carte blanche he's giving the LGBTQ lobby, the way he's persecuting schools like College of the Ozarks, a Christian college in Missouri, where they've lost in the courts trying to uphold their own male dorms, female dorms, and never the twain shall meet. The Biden administration is using Title IX, bastardizing Title IX, not only to try to get however many men want to pretend they're women and play women's sports, they're using it as a sledgehammer against Christian colleges to force them to allow transgender women, that's a man, to have residence in a female dorm, use female showers, use female locker rooms, sleep in the same room with an authentic female. So I see all that being foisted upon us by the Biden administration. And I'll be honest, I sit there and I kind of hope the inflation number doesn't get better. And I hope gas prices don't go down because we are so without focus in our country, that a 10-cent drop in gas prices, I know will translate into some people who would otherwise have voted Republican going, well, you know, it's not. 325 for gas is not really too bad. I mean, it was $5. Yeah, it was 230 as well. That's the number to remember. It was $2.30 when he took office. So now it's 90 cents or a dollar higher than that, Okay. That's the number to remember. It is that this guy has made everything worse. And that this guy has no commitment. None, zero, zip, nada. To the truth of God. Or to propriety. Morality. None. So, that's why I don't necessarily greet anything that is good news as good news. Because if it leads to him being in office longer or his party being in power longer... To me, it's a very bad thing. You know what we're going to hear tomorrow, don't you? We're going to hear tomorrow that my pillow is inundated with orders today because of this FBI raid on Mike Lindell. And that would be fitting. 
That would be fitting. So uh, take you inside the uh, Hooli uh, estate, <laughs> the Hooli plantation, on uh, a typical night. Uh, after we get, you know, the daughters to their extracurricular activities after school and we all get home and the corporate tax season abates on a typical night, if everything goes well, uh, I catch the uh, panel discussion on special report with Brett Bear, because I usually find that insightful. And then I'll watch uh, the opening monologue from Tucker on the Tucker Carlson show. And then I get some family time and, you know, then we, uh, we hit the sack. Well, last night, uh, during the panel discussion on Brett Baer, they referenced that they did an interview that Brett Baer had done an interview with Joe Manchin, the West Virginia senator, earlier in the show. So I went back. I wanted to watch what Manchin had to say for himself because yesterday with the inflation numbers coming out and the market's tanking, the Dow's down 1,200 points, the Nasdaq's down a higher percentage than the Dow. Uh, well, I wanted to see what Joe Manchin had to say for himself in the wake of being the guy who made the Inflation Reduction Act and the additional $700 trillion in spending that will bring about. That wouldn't happen without Joe Manchin caving in. So I was keenly interested in the discussion, and I thought you'd be keenly interested in it too. And I want to go through what Manchin had to say and how Brett Baer pressed him on things. And the upshot of this whole thing is, to set the stage for you, Joe Manchin caved into pressure from his party. He got tired of being the guy who was holding up and taking it, taking heat for holding up Biden spending more money when clearly government spending spent us into inflation. And so Manchin was caught in this dilemma. Uh, I don't want to spend more money because I know it'll make inflation worse, but I really like being liked and my party's being mean to me. And so I'm going to try to find a way to okay spending more money. So uh, this is what Joe Manchin said about the Inflation Reduction Act and how he's trying to position it so that he doesn't look like a two-faced idiot. This bill will produce more energy. We'll drill more oil. We'll produce more oil. We'll produce more natural gas. But it's not reducing inflation. Well, if you put more product in the market, it makes sense that basically the more product you have in the market, the more reduction it should be. Okay. So he's saying we're going to get more oil out of this. Well, there's a problem. There's nothing in the Inflation Reduction Act about drilling for more oil because the Inflation Reduction Act had to be passed by reconciliation, and that wouldn't fit the parameters of reconciliation. And it's in the weeds. It's a legislative thing, but there's a technicality to passing this bill. And so they couldn't put the liberalized permitting for drilling into this bill. So Manchin, oh, he got a promise from Nancy Pelosi, leader of the House, and Chuck Schumer, leader of the Senate. Don't worry, Joe. If you sign on to this bill and let us spend, 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 we'll get a bill passed later to drill for oil domestically. Except they know, they know that they can't get that bill passed because Bernie Sanders is not going to go along with it. AOC is not going to go along with it. None of the green fools in Congress are going to go along with it. But that's okay. That's okay. Because Schumer and Pelosi have a way to strong arm the greenies to sign on. They're going to put the permitting in what they call a continuing resolution. Now, you might have heard of continuing resolution before. A continuing resolution is where they vote to fund the government so they don't have a government shutdown, right? And they put a lot of crap in there that nobody really wants 
But nobody wants to own being the person that shuts down the government. So they're going to force the greenies to go along with spend or, or, or okaying, liberalized permitting for oil drilling under the guise of, if you don't, we're going to shut down the government. Well, Joe Manchin admits right here that he knows the greenies aren't going to sign that, and he's going to need help from who? Oh, after backstabbing the Republican Party in the back on Build Back Better, the watered-down version, which they now call the Inflation Reduction Act, Joe Manchin now says, hey, I know I screwed you over, Republican Party, but please, please, come to my rescue. And if we don't have energy security in this nation, shame on us. Right. Well, part of this deal is a permitting deal that was not in the bill because it couldn't be. The permitting agreement is part of the broader agreement. He's going to put it in the continuing resolution. However... There are progressives mm-hmm. who have already said, no way are we doing this. No way. In the House and the Senate. So are you surprised the progressives are balking at that deal? Well, I'm, I'm basically surprised that they haven't really looked at the deal because if they're concerned about renewable energy. They're not. Which we all said we want to produce the energy through fossil, cleaner than anywhere in the world, displace the dirtier fossil around the world that's that's carbon reduction if you will we want to do that but also we want to invest into the clean technology for the energy of the future you cannot get the energy of the future you cannot get the transmission lines unless you get permitting reform but you cannot get the votes if you don't have the democrats signing on well you have yeah i'm hopefully my republican friends so you're calling republicans to make this deal come across well, the, the republicans basically can you imagine you have 40 of them basically signed on to another permitting bill So did you follow all that? Now, I misspoke when I said they're not interested in renewable energy. Of course they are. I thought he was saying they're not not interested in clean fossil fuel. That's what they're not interested in. He's saying, oh, it's clean, it's clean, it's clean. They're not going to go along with clean fossil fuel. AOC's not voting for that. Bernie's not voting for that. Jayapal, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, they're not voting for that. They're not. And he knows it because he said, oh, well, my Republican friends... They voted for another permitting bill. I got four, They got 40 votes on another permitting bill. Yeah, yeah. You know why they got 40 votes on another permitting bill? Because it didn't have $700 trillion of spending in it for green energy. See, every bill, Joe Manchin, is a compilation of what's in the bill. And this bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, that you signed has a lot of stuff in it that Republicans didn't want. And that our country can't afford. And yet you bailed on the courage of your conviction. And now, because you bailed on the courage of your conviction, you need them to help you get what you want, which was promised to you if you would okay the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. As Joe Manchin goes on, he talks himself deeper into a hole about the need to end partisanship in Washington after he caved to partisanship in Washington. You won't believe what else this guy has to say in the hopes of making this happen. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.